going into these ALCS and NLCSs, I truly thought the best series would have been Astros Red Sox. But other than game one, the Astros bats are going away. The Astros starters are not coming length. The whole bullpen is killed. And from the look of the cameraman pointing the Grinky tonight with, you know, I think he's going to end up starting tomorrow. And I think he's going to shove. He has to shove. You know, because best case scenario, Astros go to Framber game five. But if you're not coming back tonight, if you're not coming back at all, you got to win tomorrow. And then the series is tied. Braves-Dodgers. Braves-Dodgers so far is playing exactly how this series should be playing. Everything is tight. It's close. The Braves just happened to win both games. So they're up 2-0. And Maria Martin, a great reporter for the Braves, she took a picture. And outside Dodger Stadium, there's a banner. That says, repeat L.A. Now, I don't know if that's always been there. Maybe it was just added. But talk about the bulletin board material of all bulletin board materials. And so, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's always been there. Because the fact that they're already 2-0 down. Now, some may say... Series don't start till road team gets a win. So whatever people want to believe in that, that's that that's the saying. It is it is what it is. Um. So there's that. I mean, there's some anonymous Yang Yang source that claims by 11 a.m. tomorrow, Aaron Boone is gonna be. Staying with the Yankees, he's gonna sign a contract. So take take that for for whatever it's worth. It was on Reddit. So you know, if 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 you're like me, you're gonna be like, okay, fuck that loser. He's a geek. He knows nothing. You know, he has a quote unquote source that he cannot reveal. And 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 here's anything: if you're a major journalist like Jeff Passan, Buster Only, Adam Schefter. Woj, okay, you don't give up your sources, you know, you know, I, I still hate those, I got a text from anonymous GM, or an exec, stuff like that, that's corny, and I don't get why people don't want their name out there, but that's okay, they're high level, if you're not a big name stuff, and you're just saying stuff like that, if, if you're truly serious, and you're not, Doing it just for clicks. Then say your source. But they'll say no because then I won't have a source no more. He won't tell me. Blah, blah, blah. Da, da, da. But listen. Now, if you want to be right, then by then by 11 a.m. tomorrow, he's he's going to be signed. So, someone's going to break on Twitter. But now, 
let's just say this kid, this this yo-yo count guy got it right. It's just one hell of a lucky guess. Unless you want to reveal yourself on how on how you got the information, then it's just a lucky guess, and it's it's like me saying, okay, um, towards towards the last week of October, possibly within November second, we're gonna know who the who wins the World Series. You know, uh, oh, uh, in December we'll have Christmas. You know. Shit like that is just so it's it's corny, it's lame, and Yankees have a whole lot of problems. Whoever win this World Series, it's worse if the Astros and Red Sox win the World Series. If the Dodgers win the World Series, it's bad for baseball. When teams repeat, it's it's a good thing for the team, but it's a bad thing for the whole entire league. And if the Braves win the World Series. That's going to make Cohen spend a whole lot of money, which is bad for the Yankees. So either outcome, the Dodgers winning don't necessarily hurt the Yankees too much, but almost either outcome hurts the New York Yankees. Now, football. Before we talk about the bad suspect... Because James forgot to mention it on the pod the other day. Talk to us. And, and and they also handled this whole retirement poorly. But talk to us about Sean Taylor. For those who don't know, and my apologies for not mentioning this on the podcast the other day, guys. Um, Sean Taylor, one of the most feared, one of the most feared proud safeties from the University of Miami. Drafted, drafted her in the same class as Ed Reed and Willis McGahee, those great Florida teams that won that national championship back in 2001 with Ken Dorsey, yeah, Jeremy Shockey, all that. So, so he was drafted by the, the Washington football team, by then what they were known as the Redskins. Man was on his way to a Hall of Fame career. Dude won, dude won rookie of the year. Dude won defense player of the year. He was on un- unstoppable, hard hitting safety. Then one day, you know, he was injured. Sean Taylor was on was injured for the Washington Redskins. Some dudes, some dudes broke into his house. He was trying to stop them, but instead of like they weren't aiming to killing him, they were they were shooting him in the leg because they wanted to um, stop them. But unfortunately, Sean Taylor suffered too much blood loss, and unfortunately. He passed away. Unfortunately, he cutting his career short because he was going to be Hall of Fame getting bound because this man was absolutely fantastic. So, Sean Taylor, miss, died too soon. Early, like, age, of, age of 26, young, died too soon because of some something so crazy. So, yes, that is Sean Taylor. And not... It was... A lot of people say this should have been done years ago. And that, one, they made this announcement on Thursday. So, not that many notice to where there's a lot of... You know what? Just just because of when he played, there there's a lot of old-timey Redskins fans and new Washington football fans that probably would have loved to come down and see this. But, because of the announcement, most of the tickets are probably already paid for. 
And so, so if, 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 if you were able to buy new tickets or scalp tickets, people would just hype up the price just for this. And they did it because of the whole Gruden scandal. Because of the watching the football emails. So, it's like, it's like okay, let's retire. Sean is number finally just, just to get this stuff off us. And now they did invite his brother down. So, that's good. He was there. But, they played the Kansas City Chiefs. And normally, one might say... What's the big deal about the Kansas City Chiefs? Okay. Um, well, the big deal about because it's the Kansas City Chiefs is there's a quarterback on the Kansas City Chiefs. His name is Patrick Mahomes. Some might say incredibly overrated, over Hall of Fame, Patrick Mahomes. And normally that's not a big deal, but... Patrick Mahomes, unfortunately, has a brother. And his name is Jackson Mahomes. And there's a flag, but the Bills just had a return touchdown. So that's pretty cool, if it don't come back. And Jackson Mahomes. You all know how stupid Jackson Mahomes has been since his brother came to the league. But this year has had several, several incidents where he just makes himself incredibly, incredibly stupid. But, because he's the brother of an NFL quarterback, an NFL quarterback who's highly paid on the Chiefs, and if you, if you take away Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs are less relevant. So, you know, he can be on the sidelines. Okay? Now, he chose... Now, he says the football team directed his party to stand there. So, he's saying the football team had him stand on his number. Okay? So, he ends up making a TikTok video. And before I read the apology, there, there's a picture going around. It's a roped-off area. That shows that Sean Taylor's number. You see that there. You think it's a good idea to stand on the number and do a dance? He actually thought this was a good idea. Now, some people may say he's young. He didn't think that. No. He's 21 years old. Now, if he was... 16, 15, 14, younger than that, 17, you know what, I'll even give him 18 and 19. I'd even go that far to say, okay, you know what, even though 17 through 19 is old enough to understand right and wrong, you get a pass. And some may say brains are still developing at 21. But he's a grown-ass man who's bitten by privilege his whole entire life. His father, Major League Baseball player. His brother, 
NFL quarterback. Okay? So, it's just a privilege, privilege, privilege. And if I, at this point, you know, because unfortunately he shares the last name as Patrick. Every time he goes to a game, he's representing his brother. It, it is what it is. So, if I'm Patrick, I just say, listen, if you want to come to games, you're going to stay your ass in the suite, and you ain't going to move. You can't go on the sidelines no more. If, if fans talk to you, just leave. Have, have the security team take you out into the limo, to the car, go home. That's it. Just go home. If, if anything goes wild, have the security st- stop in and have other security get you out. Don't do some shit like that anymore. Because, because pe- people take to these apologies and most people know it's bullshit. But then there will be Chiefs fans. And they'll say it's not just because his brother plays on the Chiefs. But think about it. If 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 his last name was Prescott, it'd be the other way around. Chiefs fans would be giving him shit, and Cowboy fans would be defending him. But guess what? Wrong is wrong. You saying what Jackson did is wrong is not making fun of Patrick Mahomes. Those two don't go together. But you defending him just because his brother plays on your team. That makes you look like a clown. And who cares that he's apologized? It's a PCPR apology. He probably do not care. His Either his brother told him to apologize. Someone with the Chiefs told him to apologize. His parents told him to apologize. And, and even if he chose to apologize himself. Why stand on the number? You, you can make your dance from the suite. From the party bus. From a limo, from home, on another section of the field in the stadium, I'm, I'm pretty sure as to far as to go and saying, for all we know, now he, he's probably not getting to the stadium at twelve o'clock. For all we know, he could probably get to the stadium an hour and a half to two hours before the game. Do it then. Do it with no one on the field. Do it on anywhere else. Don't do it on the number. Now, here's the apology, and it's for each own person to truly believe it or not, but think about it. It's a scripted BS apology, saying that goes for anybody, whoever does something wrong that works for a big company, and apologizes. And also, another thing people gotta stop doing when doing apologies, don't say, but, or don't give... Don't give an excuse. And this is why also it's factual that it's bullshit. I want to sincerely apologize for accidentally being on the Sean Taylor hashtag 21 athletics field. We were directed to stand in that area and I meant absolutely no disrespect to him or his family. On the Sean Taylor, you, you really can't take the time to say on Sean Taylor's number. Like, and then we were directed. Okay, so so the Washington football team told you. Someone with the Washington football team said, Hey, Jackson Mahomes, we're, we're tying our beloved player's number today. One of the best players in our franchise. And we want you to stand on this number. 
Stand on the number, directly on the number. Oh, on hey, do you think you could do one of your one one of your TikTok dances for us, and and just make sure you tag us in it? Great, thank you, thank you. No, none of that happened. I'm, I put a safe bet that none of that happened. Now maybe I think it's fair that say they were directed stand by the number. I think that's a possibility. Now, even if he would have done the dance in front of the ropes that's guarding the number, I think that would be okay. Like, do something to honor Sean Taylor. That that would be great. That would be loved. Very too few little people would 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 hate that. Even even people that severely hate Jackson Mahomes would love that. That's a great tribute. You know, you know he he could have wore a twenty one jersey, even if it was Deion Sanders, or or found something of Sean Taylor's. That would have been cool, right? But he he didn't do any of that. He did wrong, and it's just you know, it's 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 a hard spot for Patrick Bean. It's his brother. It's his family. He loves him, but at the end of the day. He's a representation, and he's making him look bad. So, and and I'm sure Patrick's gonna get questions on this. He'll probably bat him down, but it's just ridiculous. And he's he's gonna mess up real soon. It may not be this upcoming week. Maybe he'll go away for a couple weeks, but he'll eventually come back. And he'll we'll talk to him again. But we've already had to talk to him too much on this podcast. And it's only happening because he keeps acting like a clown. And to make matters worse, you know, Mahomes is not having a good year. I think people to forget that Mahomes is not having a good year. He threw two picks yesterday. Did you know that Mahomes is second? He leaves his second, actually, because I looked this stat up. Did you know that Mahomes is second in the league in interceptions? Only person that's ahead of him is Zach Wilson. Did you know that? Wow. Yeah, because Mahomes has eight, and Zach Wilson. Mahomes is also Mahomes is actually. How many does Zach Wilson next. have? Zach Wilson has nine picks. Mahomes Jesus has eight. Christ. Mahomes also is second in the league in turnovers with ten behind Zach Wilson, who has eleven. Jesus Christ. Julio Jones is ruled out with a hamstring injury. Who's that? Who, wait, who got ruled out? Julio Jones, hamstring. Ooh, that's uh, not ideal. Not ideal for the um for the Titans. But yes, Mahomes is not having a good year. And now you have not on top of that, you have to deal with this controversy because of your brother's ignorance. Listen. If Mahomes, I have advice for you, and maybe you'll hear this podcast and maybe not, but as one of your biggest fans, I have advice for you. You should do the Aaron Rodgers approach. Cut all communications with family. Cut them off. Cut them off. You need to focus on your team. You have to focus on you. Now, obviously, you have a wife, and you have a daughter, and I understand that, but Mahomes... Mahomes, um, your brother's got to go. Your brother clearly is a distraction, 
and he clearly is going to screw everything up. So my advice to you, if you don't want to cut off your wife and your kid, which is understandable, cut Jackson Holmes off. Tell him, do not, do not come through. Like, you're done. You're bad. That's my advice. And that's, that's great advice. We all should live by that advice. But speaking of football... What a beautiful song by DJ Khaled. Don't you think that's a beautiful part where it just so happily started off with all I do is win, win, win. Do you know why I would play that? Entertain the audience. Why would you play that? Well, y'all know we do our football picks, right? And, uh, you know, this week I made, this year I made the picks super creative because even though even though I beat him the first two years, I was kind of sick of only beating him by one. So I was like, let let me try to make a way to where that will not happen. And this ALCS game three has been over for the past four innings, but, but I kept thinking, let me keep it on in case something happens. It's done. Um, but, so Red Sox will go up 2-1. to one. So this week, I was I I came down to be down by two points. James, he picked the Thursday night game. So coming into yesterday, he was up by three. So what I do? What did this guy do? This guy, me. I did my three pickums, where. If all three picks hit, and and as the Tennessee Titans win, thirty-four to thirty-one, tough loss for the Buffalo Bills. Both teams are now four and two. If all teams hit, I can take the lead. And well, tell people who my three teams were. He had first. He had the L.A. Rams. Absolutely destroying the New York Giants. I mean, kill them. The game was already over. The game was over by halftime. So that was done. That's one win. He had the Kansas City Chiefs against the football team. And the football team, they did have a lead at one point, but then then the Chiefs pulled away, so they won. That's two wins. He had the Packers. Now, credit to the Bears. They made it close. They were they were only down by three, but then Aaron Rodgers ran in for a touchdown and he did the I own you to Chicago Bears and they end up winning twenty four fourteen. That makes win what? How many wins three. does that make that? Three. And because I end up being from up by three to down by two. He means down by three. Yeah, sorry, down by three. But so the king is back in his rifle, rifle place. Now, you may think, okay, 
But what's the downside of doing three picks? So, for people who would ask that question, if you get one of them wrong, you can hit on the first two. If the third one don't hit, you lose. Let, let's, say, let's say the first team loses before the next two. You're asked out, traded as is. So, not only would I have gotten no points, I would have lost two points. So, the situation James is in, he has a lot of scenarios that he can do this week. And if he decides to do what I did this past week, it can make him take the lead. But, if one of them loses, if one of them loses, and stop that paper noise, whatever paper you're driving around, stop it. Alright, go ahead. Go ahead. If one of them loses, he, lo- he loses two points, and he's down, and he's down by five. And that will make it beautiful. Beautiful, easy victories for me. So, James James won't tell me what he's going to do yet. I'm sure at some point this week, he'll figure it out. But, man, could I go for the 3 P people? I think it would be pretty nice to say 3 P. You know, that that that's what the people want. Uh, no. Look, you had a good week. And if this was a week good to make week? Your three picks... Don't you mean great week? Anyways, if this was a week for you to make your three picks, it's this week. Because as the schedule goes on, it does get tougher. And could you imagine if if um, if Nick would have picked the Bills? Look what the Bills... The Bills just lost to the Titans. Oof. So, I have a lot to think about. I will let I will let Nick know my picks, but I tell you this: I have been contemplating. But Nick will find out, and then we will see what happens. But Nick had a fantastic week. That was the best week. Ultimately, he um, he hit, he gambled, and his luck paid off. Everyone hit. You know, the only game that did that I because I did watch all the games. The only game that. I thought I had a chance was that Bears-Packers when the Bears were only down three. And it was late in the fourth quarter. But Aaron Rodgers decided to be Aaron Rodgers. So. They say shoot or shoot. I say win or just win, baby. Going nah. going for the three-peat. And that's all we need to care about. No, no one cares about people who lose every year. And, and do picks just because they're tired of losing to their master. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, well, it is what it is. Now, here's a big question going in, going into the next week. Um, number one, we're going into week eight. Now, here are big questions. Number one, week seven. Which buddy. week seven? Week seven. Out of all the rookie quarterbacks you've seen, which rookie quarterback? has impressed you, and which rookie quarterback looks doesn't look like he belongs? Easiest question. Easy, yep. Mac Jones is the king. 
the way the Patriots have lost a couple of games this year. Yesterday, Dolphins and the Bucks. They win those games. The record is completely, completely different. They are four and five. Alright? So these are games that it's acceptable to lose this year. It sucks. They're hard losses, but it's acceptable. Next year, I'm going to expect them to win these games. And the only thing I hate is eventually Bill Belichick. If it's fourth and two and under, you can't just go for punter kick a field goal. You gotta let Mac roll a little bit in that way. If it's fourth and five, fourth and four, fourth and three, I understand that. But fourth and two and under. Hand, 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 hand it to Damien Harris, man. Try to force him off sides. Hit, hit, hit your receiver. And hope that that receiver catches it. And my man, Kendrick Bourne. Ah, oh, that play yesterday. Some, some may say that Diggs just whiffed. And that the other defender didn't back him up. But what a beautiful, perfect spiral from Mac through it where that tall man, Kendrick Bourne, the Bourne ultimatum, can just catch it. And and let me just say Trayvon Diggs, defensive player of the year, defensive rookie of the year. Mac Mac Jones, I would say offensive rookie of the year, by far. And worse, worse rookie quarterback. And it's hard because a lot of people just may just go with Zach Wilson. But for me, it's Trevor Lawrence. First overall pick in the draft. You know, we knew the record wouldn't be great, right? Because he's on the Jacksonville Jaguars. But when you come in that highly touted, he got to be better. Now, he is throwing it more than he would have. You know, just like if Mac was on the Jaguars, he'd probably have the same amount of picks as Trevor does now. But he's, he's throwing it where it's a little more freely, where he's just using his God-given ability and just flinging the picks and doing exactly what he did in college. Except the difference is, the throws in college... With touchdowns. The back the backs weren't as fast. The pass rush wasn't as heavy. The corners wasn't as quick. Diggs, I mean, he had that speed in college, but Trevor Lawrence wasn't going up against him every day. So most of those corners are not the same. They're not grown ass men with grown ass men strength trying to kill you every week. But that's that's why he's my worst. You know, a lot of people will say Zach Wilson, but come on. He's sure are the Jets in a better place than the Jaguars. Sure. I I guess I guess I'll buy that. But Zach Wilson has a crappy old line. his best receiver at one point wasn't playing because his coach thinks he sucks at special teams. Like, come on, man. 
Just let Denzel Mims catch the football. Who cares if he sucks at special teams? Let him catch the football. He played really well last year before he got hurt. Really well. Sam Sam Darnold was having a ball with him. Played really well. He he honestly could be a DK Metcalf. Except I think he's a little faster than DK Metcalf. So who cares if he sucks at special teams? If if you're great at one specific thing, stick to that. And eventually, also too, and I think Dan Orlovsky, you know, call calling Joe Judge Timmy Toughnut. That shit was funny as hell this morning. But Joe Judge, homie, gotta get fired. Homie has to get fired this year. Not now. Wait till next year. No, 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 no. You're trying to get your quarterback killed, and I give Daniel Jones credit for staying in the game. But honestly, if if I was Daniel Jones and that's my career, he's trying to tank. I would say, listen, yo, bro. It's start of the fourth quarter. We're getting our ass kicked. I worked my butt off to try to be ready for this game. But I I just got concussed last week. You still want me in? Nah, bro. I'm sending my backup in. You don't care about my health? I care about my health. So just just for that, Joe Judge should have had his access card cut off this morning. He tries to go in and says, Boom, sorry, denied. So if I'm if I'm the Johnsons. No, no, I mean, if I'm the mayors and, and Steve Tish, I got to worry about that. And if I'm worried about that, James and other Giant fans have to be worried about that. But also, too, I I I heard Matt Stafford and a lot of Rams starters weren't playing in the second half or the fourth quarter. But yet, play a guy, play a guy who just got cleared from concussion protocol very quickly, by the way. Three to four days, very quickly. So... It's it's just horrible, and the Giants are not going to win many football games. Cowboys, congratulations, you won the you won the worst division in sports, and uh, Joe Judge, yeah, again, you you can't try to kill people. It's wrong, it's wrong, and just like people have been saying on Team Cast and ESPN today, you can't beat Bill Belichick on a losing team. You're going to lose the room. Bill lost the Browns. Joe Judge, you're losing your players, and Leonard Williams, you're soft as fuck. Who cares if you don't like being booed? Who cares if fans are booing you? You're a pro athlete, toughen up. Cry to the bank, my guy. You're making millions of dollars to play football. If people want to boo you, as long as they're not being racist, who cares? If this just affects you, boo, you suck. Guess what? You're a soft as Charmin, my guy. Um, I can speak probably more in depth because I'm a Giants fan. Um, number one, I think you need to do an entire clean house. Um, Joe Judge has to go. Dave Gelman has to go. And before anyone says Dave Gelman to try to defend Dave Gelman, let me remind y'all that since Dave Gelman took over the Giants in 2017, they have had the worst record in the league. The only team that is just as bad as them is the New York Jets. So that alone has to go. All these draft picks have not hit. 
He has drafted two running backs. When he was with Carolina, he drafted McCaffrey. And with the Giants, he drafted Barkley. You know what those two have in common? Those running backs can't stay healthy. Great running backs can't stay healthy. That's that's not on him, though. You got to be fair. Nope, that's on his resume. Anyways, next. Number two, the fact that he has not addressed the offensive line. The Giants have one of the worst offensive lines in history. Number three, Joe Judge. The dude, Daniel Jones, got knocked the hell out against Dallas. Before that, Daniel Jones was playing absolute best football. He was coming off having a great, great game against the Saints. He comes to Dallas. He was actually playing competitively well. And then he got knocked out. And then you thought you can clear him four days and then he would be okay against the Rams. And he looked awful. Mans look awful. I don't know why you quit him. So that alone is a fireball offense. He started to lose a locker room. Gave, um, um, Orlovsky's absolutely correct. Rex Ryan absolutely correct. Stop trying to be something that you're not. You're trying to be this tough, disciplinary guy. Nah, you cannot do that. And there's a reason why. Bill Belichick disciples do not work when they leave him. Look, look at Brian Flores in Florida. He's, you know, obviously, you know, sorry, in Miami, not doing well. So Joe Judge needs to get needs to get fired. Dave Gellman needs to be fired. If I'm John Mayer, I need to go do a complete house change and let someone else revamp the organization because I'm sick and tired of doing the same thing over again. This is a too conservative where they hire people that are like nice for them. Nah, bro, you need to get out of the organization and recognize that this is a sinking ship. And the more that you are still blinded by the past, the more this is going to be led to a torrential downpour. So, Maris, do a complete house. I don't care if it's now or at the end of the season or during the season. I expect at the end of the season, everybody, Joe Judge, Gettleman, Garrett, Graham, everybody gone. Everyone's got to go. Everyone played a part in this mess. They all got to go. All of them. Every single one of them. Well said. I mean, you're. I I get why you were harsh on Gettleman, but a little a little too harsh. He he's he's not a psychic. You can't tell if two elite running backs are gonna get hurt. It's it's not his fault that once McCaffrey signed that contract, he only played he only played six games. It's it's not his fault that that after a thousand yard rushing season with the Giants. Say say Barkley got hurt, so that's that's not fair. I mean, they they did pay the former Patriot all I member all all that money. Who how how was he to know he he was gonna be bust? So you can't just like too many Yankee fans are blaming Aaron Boone. Now, if you want to blame Gettleman and Cashman, that's fair. That's fine, but there are certain things that are not. Now, if you want to blame him for for signing the all line member, fine. But to, to to talk about McCaffrey and Saquon, that's a little, little unfair. You can't be drafting running backs too high, man. You can get a good running back later in the draft, man. You don't be drafting running backs that high for no reason. 
Alright? What if what if they didn't get hurt and you passed on them and and they have success? You you look like a bozo and then you're now saying, Well, you passed on Saquon Barkley, look at him. Well, at that point, in that part for the Giants, because I can't speak why Carolina dropped the McCaffrey that high, but for the Giants, they needed a quarterback. They should have never dropped the Barkley. If they would have had Sam Donald or Josh Allen pair up with Odell Beckham Jr., that's something, because then you could usher in out with Eli and with the new era instead of, like, you know, dropping Barkley. So that's, that's the biggest thing that got me so upset. But him... Not fixing the offensive line, not getting enough talent around, and I also blame the coaching too. So it's both. To me, it's both. It's a combination of both, Nick. It's the general manager not getting the players and the coaching not developing these players. So it's both. That's why you need to do an entire clean house. You can't keep the you can't fire the coach and keep the general manager, and you can't fire the general manager and keep the head coach. It's madness. Everyone's got to go. You need a new voice, a new fresh take. That's what you need to clean this Giants organization. I hear you. And just to end the podcast on this note, technically, for this mess that they're in, the Giants have only one person to blame. And that is their king, Eli Manning.